0: Hello, and welcome to Manga Explaining, the show where we recommend great manga to folks who haven't read much manga before. Hosted by me, Deba Aoki, along with David Brothers, Christopher Woodrow-Butcher, and Chip Sadarski. Follow along with our show notes and reading lists at Mangasplaining.com. As you can tell by this intro, this week's my week. And once again, I am inflicting shoujo manga on the boys. Let's see how this goes this time. <laughs> Today's pick is In the Clear Moonlit Dusk by Mika Yamamori. I assigned a volumes one and two. It's up from Kodansha. It is translated by Jessica Lathrow and lettered by Viet Phong Vu. It's kind of a shoujo manga in the sense that it's a high school romance, but it's featured in a magazine called Dessert, which is kind of shoujo, kind of jose. Even Wikipedia agrees with that description <laughs> <laughs> because mm-hmm. the target audience is mostly girls in their late teens or women in their early 20s. So there's other stories in this magazine kind of tend towards, I don't know, maybe more... A little bit more grown up romance, I guess, but not like etchy romance. I'm not, I'm not sure how to put this because it's, you know, there is shoujo manga that is very um, sexy. Like we read Yakuza Lover, which comes from cheese, which is full of a sexy time.
1: I think of Christopher singing that title all the time more, <laughs> more than you would honestly believe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're going to play that clip again, right? I think you, you okay, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> do? Please do.
2: <laughs> Yakuza lover.
0: This is a manga that I'm currently really enjoying reading. It's, I, I guess it's hard to explain. So Mikayama and Mori also did another manga called Daytime Shooting Star that Viz put out. And we'll discuss that in a little bit too. But In the Clear Moonlit Dusk is about Yoe Takiguchi. She's a girl with long legs, a deep voice, and a handsome face. In other words, Yoi is such a good-looking guy, most people don't notice or care that she is in fact a girl. Indeed, she's had the nickname Prince as long as she can remember. That is until she meets Kohaku Ichimura, the only person who's ever seemed to see her for herself. To her surprise, she's not sure how to handle this relationship, especially when her newfound friend is a prince himself, and a guy prince at that. Mm. This is the story of two high school princes. So... (laughs) Let's see. Who I, f-
2: <laughs>
0: I thought it was an interesting premise for a manga. And it's that it's a kind of a tomboy, but it's not really one about sexual identity, right? It's not like she's a boy trapped in a girl's body. She's just a girl whose her look and her demeanor seems to have people think that she'd be a better boy than a girl. But she's obviously pretty straight. So let's see. Oh, let's put Chris on the spot. Why not? Ooh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have failed the assignment <gasps> for the first time ever and only read the first volume. I, I literally thought we were recording in another two hours. <laughs> I, was, I did not pay attention to my calendar today. So I read the first book and I started reading the second book. And then I got an aggressive tweet from Chip. Join us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. So I've got volume two open here. <sighs> this is what I like in shoujo manga this is i don't know if it's good or bad but i do like that it is edgy a shoujo manga about two people one of whom is maybe still confused about their feelings but is being very direct and forward and one of whom is dealing with their own shit but like wants to want to be the person that could respond properly and confidently and and there's just this like edginess. Like they talk about stalkers, they talk about like inappropriate behavior, they talk about whatever, but it's all in like a firm fantasy, you know, context of like people in their late teens and you know early twenties trying to figure out this stuff and maybe be a little bit more hard air quotes like realistic in their romance tropes. I really enjoyed the first volume. I was really looking forward to reading <laughs> volume two. I'm sorry we got to talk about it before I got to it. Yeah, and in particular, I want to call it. I actually really like the art. I think it's got shoujo problems in that the uh, she's the artist is dropping backgrounds a little more often than i would personally prefer but things like close-ups on eyes and profiles the way the characters become super deformed is super cute as well like when they do the like little reaction shots and things like that it's stylish everyone is really like model like in their gorgeousness which is also something i really prefer like going back to the 70s shojo, where everything on the covers is like loud patterns and prints and stuff like that it's super cool so yeah i actually really i, re- I mean these two lead characters it reminds me more of anything than um paradise kiss because these two lead characters are just shooting these devastating looks at one another like blue steel blue steel, blue steel over and over and over again <laughs> and it's it's just so great i really I really like I also really like the Curry loving friend he's great and he's better in the even the, in the first chapter of the second book as well. He's like giddy, I get like real gay vibes from him, which is cute, even though he wants the girls to like <laughs> so this was like such a like nice relaxing read, honestly, it was like very chill for me and i I like a lot of it i don't i don't I don't love it I think I want my shoujo to be a little. Pardon my French, you know, star that out or whatever. Oh, actually, this is Shoujo, so sparkle it <laughs> <laughs> But I do like that it is like there is a nice edge to it. It's not super soft. Even though I enjoyed Love Mix Up, which was just the softest of soft, you know, Shoujo. This is like a little bit like, well, maybe what would happen if we didn't go out? And it was just like, I didn't think he'd say that. Oh, no, I have nothing to follow up with. Like, it's actually legitimately funny. So, yeah, totally on board. Thanks for recommending this one. I'm in, I'm enjoying I it. I also love jerk store moments in my romance comedies. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. David, let's hear what you had to think. Why they need me? Yeah, I like Christopher. I loved this. No, I liked it a lot. I just wanted to make Chris sound like he loved it. Um, <laughs> it's within two chapters. I knew what my next pick for... The podcast was going to be kind of a similar story as this, mm. but like a sane intake on a similar idea. Mm. But what struck me about this was that like the jokes were really well pitched for me, I think. Like there's one in chapter two that I only know from working on We Never Learn from Shonen Jump, where she works at a curry shop, and the word in Japanese for boyfriend and the word for curry are basically the same. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's some wordplay going on there. And that's why she's so surprised and devastated. when he's like, you know, Curry, can I have some? Because she's hearing, boyfriend, can I have some? (laughs) (laughs) And I like the art. I like the poses and faces more than the layouts and storytelling. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. it's not that kind of book. It's not like the panel-to-panel, like, chopped-up action kind of a story. Yeah. But there's a bit on page 98 in volume one. No spoilers for Christopher.
3: <laughs>
1: Where she's hiding behind a like a curtain and she like yeah. flings it open and like adjusts her tie. And the guy's friend is like, oh my goodness, it's the prince. And like I've only seen this in Skyfall, James Bond, when he jumps off the train and lands and adjusts his cufflinks, and then goes down to doing James Bondy things. A <laughs> plus yeah. moment. Like super good. And so Chris likes this as a shojo fan or aficionado. And I sure. don't really have that same experience, but there were still a lot of jokes that I kind of recognized, or like tropes that I recognized. And Unlikely. that also made it sort of fun.
0: Any examples?
1: There was... When he jumps down the stairs and lands on her, I feel like I've seen a couple different <laughs> things. Oh,
3: yeah. Her
1: knowing karate and just being like very casually like, very good at it is another thing, like a very sporty girl sort of a deal. Mm. Dropping the handkerchief mm. very pointedly and then giving it back to someone while they explode into flowers. Also <laughs> good. <laughs> and I love that the sound effect there is effect. You know? <laughs> I'm sure it's like a word thing, but it's so... It's almost like it feels like a placeholder,
4: but it's too cool to be a placeholder.
0: Hmm. Well, Chip, I think it's your turn. Let's hear what you thought. <laughs>
4: Well, I mean, I've come to the conclusion that I'm a Jose man, not a shoujo man. Mm. Mm. I love me my Tokyo Terabata to girls, but I just can't. I'm just <laughs> I'm bouncing off of these books pretty hard, pretty hard. You really liked the?
2: Uh, sorry, I should have no, really no. finished, but I'm not going to. <laughs> you really liked the this particular situation when we learned about it earlier in Monthly Girls Nozaki Guru, mm-hmm. where it was like the prince character. Falls in love with like another guy, yeah, maybe, yeah. and then all the girls in the school. So, in a comedic context, you actually really dug this idea. But
4: oh no, just, I like, like. I mean, but the idea, even, like, the actual like, context. Even, you even when Deb pitched it, I'm just but, like, oh yeah, tomboy in love. Like that sounds great. That's totally my jam. That's my jam in yeah. life, mm-hmm. and that's my jam in stories. But yeah, the the other title was like super funny. I I loved it. Like I wasn't I wasn't necessarily. Invested in rooting for the romance of any of the characters in that in that book, mm. but yeah, with these, I'm just i um, I'm bouncing off of it. Like I'm I'm taking mean screen grabs, which I'm I'm starting to not <laughs> like to do.
0: Can you hmm.
4: just 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 because like um, as I'm reading, I'm just like, what? no, come on, what <laughs> screen grab, screen grab, screen grab? And yeah, now I'm looking yeah. now, I'm looking at them all. I'm just like, oh, geez, you're just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm, I'm 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 trying not to be a dick anymore <laughs> in, in, in life and on this podcast that's
0: an admirable goal okay well, thank
4: you thank you <laughs> like i'm just i'm just recognizing it's not for me like mm. all the stylistic tropes i'm just i'm i'm bouncing off of super hard
0: because they feel unrealistic or they feel stupid or they're just it, i don't know like I, I'd, yeah. love, I'd love to kind of dig a little deeper into this
4: yeah, I mean, I just don't. I don't like the characters, and I don't like. Mm. Uh, I don't like the language. A lot of it just feels forced. Mm. Nothing feels planned. Uh, God, see, see, I sound like a dick. <laughs> I, do <laughs> I agree don't
1: agree on the I'm,
4: language though. Mm. Like, I didn't think it was a little bit stiff. In yeah, oh yeah, blood. there's a, there's there're definitely a lot of moments where it was, it was super stiff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and I I I think I just bounce off like the main. The, the The trope that seems to run through a lot of these stories, which is the wide eyed terrified girl yeah <laughs> like I'm just like uh, mm, that is not yeah, um, and then that's and that's actually. fine, like I think I think uh, you know obviously people like what they like, mm. I, I just find it flattens everything so much for me when I'm reading it, mm. like even though like you know you've mentioned it you know they're there's maybe slightly more complex than maybe standard shoujo romance characters, mm. there's not enough of that to overcome what I, what I see as kind of the flatness of those kind of archetypes
3: mm.
4: within, within the story. And also it's just like, I'm always screaming up the title of it, like uh, uh, weekly Nozaki Month- monthly. monthly. I've, I've monthly. learned it's monthly. <laughs> it
2: took me a second.
4: Even in that, like I'm just, I'm, I'm so enamored with, with the cast, with the mm. full cast and because this mm-hmm. story, there are two characters mm-hmm. and then there are just like the chorus characters around that mm-hmm. like every once in a while, there maybe it was a bit of a comedic thing or an, an, an awkward question
3: mm-hmm.
4: that unless I'm really invested in those two characters and I'm, I'm going to bounce off the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, to me it, that that's even, even in the, the kind of the, the cheap romance Harlequin novels I used to read, like, which was those are my college years. Mm -hmm. There there was always something in the supporting cast to kind of balance out or bolster the the main romance that was going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every once in a while, like their, their, their friends would just like kind of question the thing or like, Oh, you know, are you interested in them? Oh, did you spend time with them? But like, yeah, it wasn't, there wasn't enough of that to really, like I said, balance that out. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm like, I feel bad and like
0: no no don't feel I mean, bad
4: yeah yeah it's
0: <laughs> not all manga's for everybody
4: <laughs> it's true but the fact that i'm uh, bouncing hard off of the, the, the manga aimed at young girls makes me feel quite shitty
2: <laughs> but maybe should it make you feel good mm-hmm. though like what if you were like really into it like there's stuff here that like i don't disagree the, the thing about going back and listening to the episodes when we're, mm-hmm. we're writing the show notes and mm-hmm. we're writing it is i don't really disagree with any of your takes on like my love yeah. mix-up i think that everything that you see there is like a definitely a thing that's there like i i mean some of the dialogue here i I didn't get the stiffness that you guys did mm-hmm. but you know neither here nor there but the stuff that i like in it definitely outweighs the problems mm-hmm. that are there with yeah. it like yeah people are being overly dramatic and you know in a silly way in a way that like as someone who's in their 40s you're looking back and going oh my god, I can't believe that this is how people act, and it's like, did I act like yeah. this? It's like, no, I was alone. <laughs> Different. But it's the stuff that, like, the fact that they, they're they just, like, giving each other these, like, model good looks yeah. at one another, like, it's it's almost camp for me, and yeah. I, totally, I totally dig that, <laughs> yeah. and it, like, elevates it way past any of those problems. Yeah. Like, I love how beautiful these two characters are, mm. and how cute, like, all the supporting characters are, even though I'm, like, and that's, like, an art thing, but at the same time, I'm bummed about, like, you're in this guy's mansion house and you literally can't draw more than like close up on a couch. Like, come on. Just well, give us one establishing shot. Please give us one est- And I know why they did it. And I know that they don't have to. But and then but but you know, that's a bummer. But then it's like, oh, you know, Yoy, you look so, you know, beautiful again today. It's almost like there's roses floating behind you, which is a comment on the roses floating behind her in the <laughs> yeah. previous panel yeah. when she's in the curry shop. But it's like Oh, this person is a great artist and like funny and doing cool stuff with the art. They're just not doing all of the things with the art yeah. that I want to
1: see. Mm-hmm. I wonder, like building on both of your points, like I wonder if this is taking a lot of things for granted character wise.
3: Mm-hmm. Like there's a moment mm-hmm. in,
1: I want to say the third or fourth chapter where like they mentioned Boys Over Flowers or Whisper of the Heart, like other shoujo mm-hmm. manga. So in a way, it be- suddenly became shoujo manga about shojo manga, like mm-hmm. playing on established tropes. Like, the two friends, she has the dark-haired friend and the light-haired friend. And then so does Kohaku, like, Mm -hmm. other prince. And they're basically the same characters, just in different uniforms. You know, there's the (laughs) excited one who's, like, really in love with the thing. There's, like, kind of the slightly cooler one who still gets excited about stuff. Like, a
4: lot of them are sketches or, like, types, Mm. I guess, again. Well, it's it's funny because, like, one of the thoughts I had when I was reading this was, like, Oh, this must have been what it was like when I was a kid, and I tried to get my dad to read Amazing Spider-Man or X-Men, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or especially X. Let's say X-Men, yeah, mm-hmm. the the, the book I thought like, you know, was you know the greatest book, and I hand it to my dad. <laughs> yeah. My dad's like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, and like don't you get it? He's like this because of this, and like, it's it's uh, at that point. Comics were about comics. Were about comics and like all the yeah. tropes and you know the weird things that the characters would do. Like state their powers every two panels, and <laughs> Wolverine would let you know that he is indeed the best he uh, at what he does. What he does isn't very nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Except my
2: dad read that and loved it. By the way, so it's not all dads.
4: Oh no, sure, of course not. <laughs> yeah, not, not, all all dads. Dads. <laughs> not all dads. Not all dads. But and there, there's stuff my dad liked that I I would show him. But yeah, but but reading this, I kind of felt that way, where like, oh, like, it, it's no, it's not, I can't see it as camp, really, because I haven't, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, kind of the humor, or like, oh, it's this type again, and like, kind of being part of the joke a little mm-hmm. bit, uh-huh. just because I, I I haven't grown up reading this stuff, and I haven't, I haven't been in the world kind of long enough, whereas, whereas I, mm-hmm. I find with something like Tokyo Terahiraba Girls, I didn't need that, like. Mm-hmm. there there was maybe a level there for readers who grew up reading shoujo and then moved on to jose mm-hmm. right but it just worked for me just as like a as a story and character study more mm-hmm. than more than this yeah
0: hmm. the part of what i liked about it i mean maybe it is because you have to read a bunch of shoujo to to feel how refreshing it feels to me like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shoujo manga that just feels stupid now to me, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, Fruits Basket is about a girl, a poor girl, who moves in with these rich guys who are cursed with this thing where if they hug a person of the opposite sex, they turn into an animal.
4: <laughs> See, Makes that sense. I can get behind. It is as silly as
0: it sounds.
4: <laughs> but maybe I need to go stupider. I think that might be this is the eyebrow. Yeah, this is you know what? I think I think we're actually onto something here because okay. this is like kind of pretending to be like maybe a bit grand in these like teens' lives, even though they talk like eighty-year-olds. Like, like we need we kind of need like I kind of need the, the the hug that turns them into an animal.
0: Oh, so what I you know the thing about the roses and stuff. There's a manga that I just read called The Untouchable Midori Kun, which I'll give a shout out to at the end. But it's uh, basically it's about a girl who is a porn star and she moves in next door to a, to a guy who is a pop idol who just happens to be her childhood friend. Okay. Okay, so anyway, so she, she's she's a porn she's a porn actress and he's he says, Don't touch me because I'm an idol and she's like, What? Like, mm. like you, you can't be serious. But and so every time he comes out, roses pop up in back of him, right? Like mm-hmm. lots of roses and sparkles. So at the end of the chapter, there's a there's a little short one-page comic about the roses. About the roses <laughs> are like characters, and they try to k- pop out at the right moment. <laughs> and then there's a moment where they think, oh, this is the moment, this is the moment, this is the moment, they're gonna be romantic. And so they, they're all ready to pop out. <laughs> and then the guy sneezes and it's not romantic, and he's oh. Then so the roses are like all it. sad.
4: Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's great.
0: I'll, I'll, I might recommend it because it just made me laugh yeah, yeah. so much.
4: <laughs> oh, that's, such a, that's a great gag. Wow. <laughs>
0: the other story that this artist did called Daytime Shooting Star has one of those shoujo tropes that I find deeply problematic, which is the girl has mm. a crush on her teacher mm. and it becomes a love triangle between her, a guy her age, and the teacher. And in this case, in Daytime Shiny Star, the teacher is actually kinda into it.
2: Mm Of (laughs) course. So it's like That was actually, but this is you mentioned this in the show notes, right? mm -hmm. You added this into one of the show notes of the previous episodes. Mm -hmm. Like you're saying this, but that was huge. That got anime, that got multiple live action adaptations. Like that was a huge story k-drama i it got it got both a j-drama and a k-drama right Wait, like
4: live action as well see I, I i almost buy it if it's like just among an anime because it's just, it's just drawings sure whatever yeah, but as soon yeah. as you have like a real dude who's like in his 30s <laughs> or whatever
0: no no mid, mid to late 20s
4: oh oh that's fine way then. better <laughs>
0: <laughs> i still find it uh, slightly problematic yeah no it is <laughs> But, you know, and then like in a, the other book that we were talking about, like Sensei's Pious Lies, which is this is the realism dialed up to 11 to the point mm-hmm. where it makes you uncomfortable. In the clear moonlit dust is enough fluffy romance that it's a fantasy and it's kind of relaxing because it's like, oh, they're kind of into each other. And yet, wow, they're both actually really awkward because it's like the guy is, even though he seems really smooth, he's really awkward with his feelings too. And as you read further on, you discover that he's, as a rich guy, as a guy who people make assumptions about because he's rich, he's being bombarded with attention by girls who just want him because he's rich or because he's cute. But they don't really, uh, he finds them boring and just not interesting. Whereas with Yoi, he finds her interesting because, one, she's not trying to be manipulative or she doesn't mm-hmm. have a hidden agenda. She's very, very kind of awkward but honest with her feelings. And then he's discovering through his friends that he's not that good about, like, well, I think at one scene, he, his friends said, you're a crock of a prince, aren't you? like
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, just not, you're just not a prince at all. You're not good at this. like He's not prince th- material. You come yeah. off as being smooth and handsome and stuff like that, but, but you kinda, you're kind of messing this up. Mm. So I kind of enjoyed the story that way in that neither character is a slam dunk, but yeah. you start to kind of appreciate, like, oh, maybe they do need each other.
2: But maybe like Paradise Kiss, they both should have been a total <laughs> death. And then you would have been compelled to read all thousand pages. <laughs> that said, I still want to read it. But Well, Volume 3 is
0: interesting because then a, a third person comes into the picture. A, a, mm. a, a guy who is more princely, who is more, uh, she's more comfortable talking to. He's a part-timer at the restaurant. And so the screenshot I put it in, in the spreadsheet is the scene where Kohaku and his friends come into the curry shop and they see the, the new guy. Mm. And then he's making these faces like, What? There's another guy here? And he's kind of, you know. And then his friends are, Well, it was good while it lasted. You, <laughs> you lost, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this other guy is 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 clearly she's more interested in him. Yeah. So I guess what I appreciated was after reading a lot of Shoujo manga where I felt like, you know, like the drawing is just not that good, or the, the same mm. face syndrome, I think what Mika Yamamori does really in an interesting way, she captures these really subtle expressions yeah, that, that convey these complicated feelings. Like I kind of like what I, like I felt about a bride story with Koromori. Mm-hmm. like Koromori mm-hmm. does a lot with just facial expressions. So I appreciate it on an art level and I guess I appreciate it on the pure escapism level.
4: <laughs> yeah. The art, I, I, I should add that I, I quite enjoy the art or at least, you know, um, like, we've all kind of agreed that the, the faces, the bodies, gestures, expressions, like, all that was, like, top-notch. The mm-hmm. Backgrounds are, you know, that's the part I'm actually getting used to in these. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of uh, cheap backgrounds. But, yeah, I mean, it's funny even looking at your, your example here of, of the new guy on the scene. Like, yeah, super attractive in a very similar way as our male lead. But different, just different enough that you're just like, oh, yeah, like, like if there's no same face syndrome there with different hair. Yeah. They're, they're kind of fully realized visually.
1: There's mm. something interesting about this bit that you posted, Deb, in page mm. 23. Mm. Because Kohaku, when he first meets Yoei, says, was there always a guy who stood out like that here? Mm. And he says basically the same thing about the part-timer. Was there always such a handsome guy here?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. how
1: far along is this series in japan
0: volume four only came out last week in japan okay Oh wow that's a We're really it's a current series up to date mm. <laughs>
1: wow. that's cool i wonder if that's going to go somewhere or if it's or if it's just you know a pet phrase or something like that
0: i'm not sure where it's gonna go honestly because it's mm, i it's kind of a slow burn like mm-hmm. like she's just blushing all the time right like she can barely deal with with making eye contact with him, but at the same time she can be very, like you know, strong mm-hmm. and like stand off. like, I don't need this, and I'm a prince. Like you can see her kind of wrestling with this. Like what I guess I like about her is that she's not just a pure, you know, blushing and pure, innocent girl, which I find a little mm-hmm. boring. Like I, I, think she's she's strong, but she's also used to the part where, like I think she says something like, "There's nothing I can do because this is what I look like." You know, like she's used to not being thought of as pretty or attractive or even female, like her female classmates at school give her gifts. Mm-hmm. So it's, I thought it was, I like the, the romance part about, I like about it where it's like this girl who's basically given up on romance and figuring like it's not for her. Like if she's who he is and be, the way she is, who she is just is not, not a, like most guys will just disregard her. And then, and then Kohaku's the guy who said, like, why isn't everybody looking at her? She, mm-hmm. she's, she's amazing. She's gorgeous. I can't keep my eyes off her. But then he says it in such a stupid way. like,
4: Oh, oh yeah. He, <laughs> says, he says, conversely, why isn't everyone interested in her?
2: Mm.
1: That's very 16 years old to me. Mm.
2: Conversely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying there. That is stiff. You, you, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's like a weird version of saying that. Exact thing.
1: <laughs> but it also makes him kind of out of step with everyone. Mm. In yeah. an interesting way that I would I don't know if it's intentional
4: or not but like he he's a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. But his yeah. I mean his guy friends talk like that too. Mm. It's also And his guy friends
2: call him a weirdo. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's kind of the same way, right? Like everyone assumes things about him, but nobody really knows who he really is. Mm. And like he's kind of like you start. You start to see hints that Cheech drops in the later chapters of his home life, like who his father is, who his grandfather is, and why he is the way he is. And that's not really revealed in what I've read so far.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like why he's kind of I don't know. Like he's he's really kind of a kind of a kook.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but he's not like a, your ob- your obvious eccentric guy, right? yeah mm. there's something really to me this is what find I find really compelling about this is that there's some shojo manga aspects to it, but there's also some some things that she's dropping subtly in the background that makes me mm-hmm. want to read more and feel like what's going on here?
2: yeah, just reading the first volume, this could go anywhere. This could be like okay, they get together, and then the problem is actually his family, where it's like you can't marry some curry shop girl. you're like <laughs> literally the daughter of a bit like a multimillionaire like. What the hell is this? Like that could be the problem or it could be the romantic triangle which we're getting earlier. Like this feels very much like a series that could be Boys Over Flowers and could go 29 27 <laughs> volumes or 30, 36 plus 1, was it? Anyway,
1: regardless, a lot of boys get over. That's exactly it.
2: Like if it stays popular, like this could be a very long series because she's put she's dropped so many hints that I think shojo readers will recognize mm-hmm. right away like the ways that this could go. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I bought the second volume. <laughs> like, I want to see how that wraps up. But like, yeah, after four or five, like unless it changes pretty radically, I think I would maybe be done because mm. it's like if it's not going to go somewhere really new, mm. I think it's maybe not where I'm where I'm reading these days. Mm. Do they
1: go clothes shopping in volume one or is that yeah. a volume two thing?
2: Volume two, I think. Volume two. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. They exchange clothes in volume one. After oh, she gets yeah. caught in the rain. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's that moment I liked a lot, not mm. to spoil it too much, but it actually made me think of Paradise Kiss a little bit, which had mm. characters kind of wanting other characters to conform to their wishes. Mm. And mm. this one was almost more like, just lean into your skin. Like, you're, this is you, this is what you're doing. If you embrace it, we can do a little model photo shoot together, like Christopher was saying. Mm. And it was really sweet, I thought.
0: Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. that was nice, because he didn't, and then she was like, wow, this isn't like most, you know, clothes shopping dates where the girl dresses up pretty. And then all of a sudden he's like, ooh, she's really pretty. Like yeah. he, he accepted that she dressed in a slightly androgynous way and thought it was really cute. And he said, look, mm-hmm. we look good together, don't we? I thought that was nice.
4: Well, they both looked super hot. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like,
2: As hot people, we look good in the same photo. We should, Yeah, like that hate. scene it was just
4: like, yeah, yeah, they look. They looked really, really good.
0: I I don't know whether it's just a girl thing, but for me, it was like, you know, as a as a female reader, it's like I, you get, you kind of get off on the little simmering sexual tension that's going on, like mm. like mm. oh, mm. ooh, they're getting excited. Oh, he, he might kiss her. Ooh, you know, like when she might <laughs>
1: say sex is was super funny. That was like, cute. Switches to intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I wish the yeah. translation was a little bit more crisp and clear about the differences between how they talk. Mm. You know, like, Mm. like you really could make Yoi talk in a very formal way, right? Or a formal stiff way and have him talk in a much more casual way. But sometimes I think that that's not that clarity of their voice and tone isn't consistent throughout the, Mm -hmm. throughout Mm. the book. And maybe that hurts it a little bit. Like she says, he's some kind of deplorable. It's like, wait, what?
2: That's a loaded word in English now.
4: (laughs) Yeah, his introduction was just like, oh, he's like a bit of a rough tumble bad boy, maybe, but not at all.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think they're playing with those rough and tumble tropes to make yeah. like an entirely safe guy, mm-hmm. like a yeah. bad boy who would never hurt you personally.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a trope in Shoujo as well. Like he's, you know, awful to everybody else in the world, but to me, he's my like protector. <laughs> oh, that's so Shoujo. That's yeah. so yeah. Shoujo. And, and that's, that's great. <laughs> I totally love it.
4: But he was. But they didn't even really show that side of him.
2: No. <laughs> but she knows karate. the stalkery stuff. When they're talking about stalking, that was like a little bit like I'm edgy, but I'm gonna like protect you. And she's like, says that? Sorry. But like, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying there for sure. But definitely, that whole sequence was like coded. This is an edgy guy. This is like supposed to. This is a guy who's got some edginess and some whatever to him. So
1: I mean two ear piercings, light hair, and like an always unbuttoned uniform in a Japanese uh, school system. You I mean. might as well smoke weed.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he's not like, you know, like like the usual obvious rich guy prince character. He's not hmm. he's not like flaunting his riches. He's not like saying, like, I'm rich, you should love me, you know? Like he Yeah. Like, or I'm rich, I'm gonna take you out to a fancy dinner, I'm gonna impress you. Like he's not Doing the usual rich boy love interest things, which I kind of like. Well, they're not playing it for comedy. I think
1: that came up once or twice, and it was always like him not understanding that she's not rich. Yeah, it's mm. like, are you sure you don't want to buy that? And she's like, I don't have the money for it. Like, come on, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an interesting little like wedge in their or a complication in their relationship. I should say. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I did mm-hmm. like that part.
0: I did ask you to read volume two because I thought what what I liked about volume two was when the friends come more into play.
4: Yeah. mm mm-hmm.
0: Yoi's friend Nobara who like like start start taking notes when during their interaction, like, ooh, my BL manga. You know, yeah. this is a great this yeah. is a great video from my BL manga. She says, We're, I'm a girl and he's a boy. You know, like yeah. stop it. <laughs> Which
1: I think is another joke in um not Nozaki kun the other one. Mm. Uh Wodokoi.
0: Mm. I think they're the same joke
1: about BL. <laughs>
0: I guess I was interested in what you thought, David, because you mentioned you, you kind of bounce off romances. Mm-hmm. But did this uh, work for you in some way?
1: I bounce off romances, but I love romantic comedies. Mm. And for this one, the humor, I think, was on point enough for me to be pretty into it. Like, I would read volume three. I don't know if I would read it, like, immediately after, you know, reading uh, this these couple. Mm. But the setup is good. And, like, the potential for further jokes feels pretty high. And like the cliffhanger of volume two, like classic shoujo move. I'm not gonna say what it is, just because some of us haven't read it yet. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this is so rare. We All have right. to take advantage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like it feels like it's waffling between full comedy and full romance in interesting ways.
3: Mm. And kind of like
1: leaving one with the other. So that like the romance never feels too stressful, and the comedy never feels too slapstick. Mm. I know it feels yeah. like it hits a, a nice balance, I think.
2: Yeah, there's a sophistication here for sure. I can, Deb, I totally get what you're saying and how what you're relating to in this because there is a subtlety and a sophistication. But I honestly think that if the, this was a full-on comedy version of this, mm. like a silly thing, I think Chip would like it better, mm. honestly. Like, and it's it's just that there would be more for him to dig into with his sensibilities. So it makes this and then my love mix up and some of the more like pure shojo, I guess, that we've done. Mm. Like maybe a little bit more just outside of his taste because it's 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 more for the core audience. I think it's I think it's a fascinating idea, actually. This idea of like a romantic comedy, something that's like supposed to be really funny and whatever, brings in more people than a pure like the straight ahead romance or even like a sophisticated or more subtle romance.
4: Mm-hmm. I do like non-comedic romance. Like mm-hmm. I've got enough of a history with it.
2: Yeah, but you're bouncing off stories about teenagers all the time, could, regardless of genre, right now. Too. <laughs> could <laughs> like, yeah,
4: could be just I, I hate teens so much. <laughs> 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 yeah, that could very well be. Yeah, I, I think maybe just because they're heightened teens, mm-hmm. like they're not like they just never feel like actual teens to me. Mm-hmm. I need my teens real.
0: (laughs) I've kind of wrestled with this when I'm picking books for you, right? Where it's like, am I trying to pick a book that you will like? Or am I trying to pick a book that will illuminate an aspect of manga that maybe you haven't seen before? That you don't have to like it, but just maybe to understand that this is a side of manga that is out there. Yeah. And so it doesn't bother me if you don't like it. In fact, I find it really actually interesting.
2: (laughs) But we're still gonna make you read it. Uh Sure, sure.
1: (laughs) My position on that kind of thing is always like I know what makes it good. So like talking to people who disagree is always more interesting Mm. than people who agree. Mm -mm. At least most times. Yeah. And also with only with friends, not with like randos on Twitter, I should say. I
0: I will kind of throw at you the untouchable Midori Kun. You might find it really funny.
4: Sounds like I would, yeah.
0: It's a hoot. I I just it's so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's stupid in a funny way because like it in this case the girl is the super sexually experienced one. And and the guy mm-hmm. is like, no, no, you know, I'm I'm pure because like I have to I have to cater to the fantasies of my fan base. And if I if I'm seen with a porn star, that would just ruin everything. And she's like, give me a break, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like the opposite of uh Gigant, the Gant guy, oh, latest. Oh comic. shit! Mm. The main character meets a porn star and it's like, oh, she can grow to fifty feet tall. Even better, this is my new girlfriend, <laughs> and just runs with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was amazed they did the sleeping in the same bed bit with mm. like no mm. fan service or anything at all. It's just very mm. matter of fact, like <laughs> this is happening now, and also we're both just going to sleep
2: and that's it.
4: Was that also where they? They cut to the great image of her cuddling the giant cat.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That, <laughs> that, was, was, that was a
4: really, that was a really beautiful image. Mm. Uh, that might, that, I think, that was my favorite part of the book. Actually, that felt like yeah. a really smart, fun, kind of w- weirdly romantic mm. way of kind of showing that stage.
1: Definitely, like it's her defenses coming down. I mm-hmm. guess, mm-hmm. yeah. But the friend's leaving a note that says, like, we came in here and saw something amazing happen. You'll have to tell us all about it, it was also very cute. I
0: thought that yeah. was cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I just like these types of stories. For me, they're refreshing and stress relieving and
3: <laughs> yeah. cute yeah.
0: and just like, ah, oh, like it's like a summer breeze.
3: <laughs> <It's> a,
0: <laughs> a nice little break from the everyday realities of Tinder. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, thank you <laughs> So anyway, let's go around with some final thoughts Chip, why don't you start
4: Ooh, a chip start mm. <laughs> I loved it, I'm gonna read more I, No wait <laughs> <laughs> Wrong episode
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's next week
4: Oh yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry, beautiful art, couldn't quite get into it Maybe this uh, This genre isn't for me But I can, I can see the benefits And talking to you three As always, kind of illuminates for me what I might be missing in the material. So I do appreciate that. that works. See, that's me not being an asshole.
2: <laughs> you got called out for not being an asshole in the comments of the, my love mix up episode. Actually, people were like, Oh, that's how a mature adult doesn't like something and say it's not for them. Thanks wow. a lot, chip. So you're Ooh. doing, a, you're doing a good yeah. job. But maybe, Killing maybe me. you got to like one of these eventually. <laughs> or else.
0: I'll keep trying. <laughs> yeah. On. Hey, how about you, David? What did you think?
1: i did like this quite a bit it's not a love but it's like a solid four out of five like really good solid jokes good good drawings i think and it made me think of another comic that i like while i was reading it which is usually either a really good thing or a really bad thing but here it was a good thing because they share good parts in common i was like oh i should also reread this thing that i have oh wait what fight? comic i'm curious it's my next pick, so I'll have to save that for after the break. Okay. Mm. Dun dun dun. <laughs>
0: Exciting. A okay. little
1: suspense for you. But yeah, totally worth checking out. And there's really only two characters in it, like we were saying, but like there's some good banter between those two characters.
2: Mm. Yeah. How about you, Chris? Yeah, actually, talking to you guys about it did maybe the inverse for me a little bit of Chip's reaction, where it's like, yeah, maybe this isn't standing out as much as i remembered but i still really enjoyed reading it i think that at the end of the day i just like reading manga and this is obviously like a well put together manga and i think it does some things that are more interesting than average and i think it has better art than average and i think it's really fashionable and stylish like those chapter heading pages are like straight out of magazines the way the characters stand are all very model like <laughs> maybe even too much for high school students but i thought that was kind of great so yeah it's like it's like a really solid book. I'm glad that after we finish recording about this episode, I can go read volume two because it's already <laughs> loaded up. And yeah, I, I, it does make me, it did actually help put into words. It's like, I want, if it's going to be shojo, I want it to be messier or I want it to be feather light. I don't think I want your average shoujo, which is fine. Even like as a forty-four year old gay dude, I don't necessarily need your average Jojo. But like I I want my love story where the character is so dumb that it's hilarious. <laughs> or I want like Paradise Kiss or even Yakuza Lover. I think I maybe I think I like that a little bit more because it was so stupid. <laughs> like it wasn't good, but it was compelling. Mm. Like just just trashy and compelling. So I think that's maybe I think that this is good for that that if something is going to be sweet and nice that's good and I'm glad that those books are out there for the people that need those and want to read them but yeah I want I want a little bit more I want it to be edgier or I want it to be dumber but maybe not eat, but not in the middle of those two you know what I mean <laughs> Or maybe both. Like maybe it's raw hero, but the shojo version, like <laughs> really edgy and really dumb, I and really also somehow safe for teens.
0: <laughs> oh, shoujo manga has this for you. Just you wait. Oh, good. Just you <laughs> <to Good>. wait. <laughs>
2: so Deb, what did you think then? <laughs> it's it, what's your final wrap up? What did you think of of this particular title?
0: I mean, this is one of my current favorite reads. Like I eagerly look forward to the next volume. I like the I like the art. I think the art's really sweet like that there's all kinds of subtle things that I can pick up on every time I reread it. Mm. Also like, you know, like I've mentioned before on some other series, like, you know, with blue giant and some of the other ones I've read, like, I guess maybe this is simplistic, but you know, the pandemic has been really a bummer. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just like, I like this little bit of escapism. I like this little summer breeze of a, of a, of a romance that is not so pat and simple Mm. That the guys are, that the guy is, maybe he's c- complicated, but not messed up. Like, mm. and the girl is shy, but not, not a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I, I so much of these romances are like, the guy is either, he's a complete dick, or he is way too good to be true. And I like that yeah. this guy is neither. And yeah. I like that this girl is innocent and sweet, but she's not, she's not stupid or weak. And believe it yeah, or not, that assertive. is rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this for this scratches that itch for me. And it, it like maybe it's where I am as a reader, as a shojo manga reader, that this like, oh, this is refreshing and nice. Please <laughs> more of this. <laughs> mm. So I don't know. Anyway, this is kind of where I'm at, Shoujo manga wise. And I I thought it was a standout thing. So maybe like, you know, if you're a shojo manga reader, you think like, oh, I, I'm sick of these romances where the guy is either a Or an angel, (laughs) or the, or the girl (laughs) is stupid or unlikable. In the clear moon at dusk, might be your happy medium. All right, I think we, I think we gave it our best shot. Yeah, it was good. (laughs) Someday I will find a shoujo manga you will like, but I also accept that maybe that may never happen.
4: Keep trying. (laughs) Don't give up on me.
5: (laughs) We'll be right back after the break, and this time we are picking books.
0: All right, we are back and it is time for that magic moment when we pick a book, see whether well, Chip likes it or not. And it doesn't matter because he's gonna have to read it anyway. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest stakes.
0: <laughs> it's not a competition. We're not taking any bets. So this
4: so is, is kinda of like what my accountant always says at tax time. He's like he's like, You're going to pay the taxes eventually. It's just whether or not you want to delay paying the taxes. <laughs> so mm. yeah. That's, that's how I feel about this.
0: Okay. We'll try to make it as <laughs> painless as possible. So given that David kind of teased us with his pick, I'd like mm. him to go first.
1: So I was thinking we haven't thrown Chip into the really like super anime side of manga, but like this is a handful of times now. And by super mm. anime, anime fans will know what I mean. Chip <laughs> is going to be a very confused face right now. Mm-hmm. But while reading In the Clear Moonlit Dusk, I realized that there's another manga kind of riffs on the prince and princess of the school idea and it's called the witchcraft works by ryu mizunagi Mm
3: -hmm. and in
1: this one instead of there being a prince who's a lady and a prince who's a boy there's a princess who's a very very popular high school student who is a lady and there's a boy who plays the damsel instead so it's kind of a princess and damsel story and basically in addition to being super popular very beautiful tall busty, rich, and so forth. She's a tower witch, which means she's basically the phoenix, let's say, in terms of power level.
4: right, you're you're talking my language.
1: And she's utterly (laughs) in love with this kid, and he's like, he doesn't know about any of this. It's all sort of, like, hidden from human view. And Witchcraft Works is the story of her trying to protect him from all the other witches that want to kill him, or absorb something about him in order to bring about the end of the world. It sounds super apocalyptic, but, like, by issue three, they sort of, like, put pause on the plot and just kind of live with the characters for a while. Mm. And mm. as a result, like, the drawings get really interesting. The character designs are really kind of off kilter and unexpected. And it's a seinen manga drawn by a lady. Hmm. So that's kind of an interesting angle on the fanservice side of things. It's not just a dirty old man comic, I hope. <laughs> We're going to find out together with Witchcraft Works. It's published by Kodansha. There's... 15 volumes out but we just need the first volume i think to get the gist
4: so what makes it anime it's how far you go with like
1: when you recommend a book to someone and there's like the caveats you have to mention like things you have to jump over or accept so like fan service would be on that Mm -hmm. list like weird approaches to european sounding names like there's so many names
2: how annoying the characters are. Yeah, how annoying the characters are. How annoying the characters, are, annoying is the
1: the characters are is like Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, they all sound like all right. downsides, but in the right mixture, it's an incredibly like potent combination.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Right. this one I thought it was fun. It's very lighthearted, very silly, lots of jokes. And the actually the translation is by Co Ransom, who's done a ton of books that we've liked before. Cool. I
3: think mm.
1: four billion needles, seven billion needles. Mm. The needles book that we read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> many lots and lots book. of
2: needles that you yeah. picked yeah. you should know the name you picked the one, one with no
1: penises which is <laughs> very disappointing to chris and his <laughs> all i was disappointed
4: many needles zero needles
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wow
1: wow <laughs> but yeah i think we'll have fun with that one all
0: right chris want to give it your shot sure
2: fans of the Mongus show notes and thank you all for your comments and messages we'll know that when we picked this book on episode 64 I think or a little while ago I, I put a challenge out to all of you because I we ended up talking about the book food wars like three times and I'm still not convinced that chip would like reading the whole thing so I wrote in the show notes okay manga-splaining fans let's get you involved I'll make one of my picks the first chapter of food wars <laughs> Shokugeki no Soma. what are three other manga first chapters I should recommend to chip for my next pick Remember, first chapter has to be online and free to read legally, no scanlations. So the idea is I'm going to recommend four first chapters of different manga that are available from different publishers in different themes and, I guess, categories, genre categories and things like that, all available to read online for free. So you got to read all four, but they're all total, don't exceed 200 pages. They're the same as reading one regular (laughs) book, and you don't have to spend any money that week, which is also nice. So I'm not like sneaking in. And then I was thinking maybe when we discussed that episode, we could figure out which one we wanted to read the whole book of. And that's like the concept. That's the high mm. concept of my pick this week. It's very much inspired by David and yeah. his fascinating picks in seasons <laughs> two and seasons yeah, three yeah. Uh, that are coming up. The the one that's all in Japanese that's coming up. So so this the four books, and the one I picked is called Food Wars. And it's basically about a kid who wants to become like the greatest blank in the world and has to like, you know, go to school and train and fight people in battles, except it's about cooking and food and going to a prestigious academy. It's kind of like kakigurui, but with cooking instead of gambling. Yeah. It's pretty fun. The next, that's our shonen pick. And then the rest of the picks come from the audience. Our seinen sort of thriller pick is a book called Kokoku, Moment by Moment by Seta Horio. This is picked by, I think, Josh. Thank you, Josh. And it's basically about a woman whose nephew and brother have been kidnapped by a mysterious religious organization, and she is able to go into a world where time has stopped and see if she can search the world to find where her nephew and her brother have been taken. And... Infiltrating this base and finding that there are other people for whom that the world has not stopped, and non-sex sex there criminals? are grotesque creatures mm-hmm. lurking. Sounds <laughs> a little yeah, sex criminals, gonna, except it's not. <laughs> it's but there's like monsters in the stopped time that exist between the moments of time. So it's a little bit more Twilight Zone-y right. than sex criminals. The third book is another same title, but it is a comedy, a slice of life comedy. We haven't done one of these mm-hmm. for a little while, and it's called Sweetness and Lightning by Guido Amagakure, published by Kodansha. It is about a man whose wife has passed away, and so he has to be a single dad and try and connect and raise his daughter. And they do that through cooking and through food, which I thought would be, uh, was another suggestion from the, the comments. I don't remember who did that one. I'm sorry. I'll put it all in the show notes, guys. <laughs> and it seems like exactly the kind of gentle comedy that I think Chip might actually get into. And finally, the fourth pick is not something that someone recommended. Actually, Jocelyn recommended this one to me a little while ago. She posted about it on her blog. Jocelyn Allen translator and it is by a mangaka named Miki Yamamoto and it's called how are you and that is a very pointed question Mm. in this book that is not a nice question in this book and basically an American who's married a Japanese guy he doesn't come home from work one day and she's not sure what's happening and she goes to find help be like track him down and for like kidnapping or maybe he's hurt or injured in a hospital and it turns out he's just disappeared and she's never heard of this phenomenon and her daughter blames her and now she's got to be a single mother and deal with the neighborhood and deal with the police and deal with all of the stresses of being a foreigner in Japan and it is a really heavy Jose manga that is like art comics-y and deep and dense. So we've got four first chapters that range from goofy fighting like food manga to like sweet, you know... Single dad stuff to gritty science fiction drama that would be something that, like, David, I feel like, would pick. It's like very much a David pick to just absolutely devastating familial trauma. And you get to pick, we get to read all four. It's exactly 196 pages total of manga. So it's exactly like a regular book. And then at the end, you tell us which one you want to read the full. Quick quick
4: question. Shoot. That last one you described, (laughs) is is all that happening in the first chapter? Like, that feels like the kind of thing where, like, a first chapter is just like, Hmm, he's missing.
2: No, okay. it is intense. All right. It is an intense manga, bro. <laughs> all right.
4: All right. I guess Deb's, um...
0: It's interesting that David Pitt Witchcraft works because it basically <laughs> reinforced my decision for the, the book I want to pick. And that is Witches by Daisuke Igarashi. Oh, nice. It is basically a series of short stories, short, not quite interconnected stories. The one thing they all have in common as they are stories about witches. And these are not your cute bewitch, you know, rub my nose and turn something into something. <laughs> these are witches as they were originally thought of and why they were feared and their role in the world. You know, like they are women who are in touch with another reality. They're in touch with their instincts. They can they can change reality. They can do. Very evil things and they can do very good things. They're very sexual. They're kind of, it's kind of pagan. So, okay. what's really interesting about this book is that it shows different types of witches, both modern and ancient. There's sci fi elements. There's moments that are just incredibly hallucinogenic where they kind of slip into another reality and you see things on a molecular level, what they're changing. It's a very grown up approach and a very like global approach to witches. I mean, it goes to Europe, it goes to the Amazon, it goes to Okinawa, it goes all over to kind of examine what mm. witches are.
1: Are they different mm. in all those places? Or are the same witches applied like globally? They're different. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Mm. It's kind of supernatural and then also kind of slice of lifey but also mm. there's suspense, mm. there's betrayal, there's romance. It's And it's all beautifully drawn. It's by the same creator who did Children of the Sea, which is an anime that's on Netflix if you want to check it out. But he does these very, he has a very distinct way of drawing that taps into the mystical.
2: He's the best. He's so
1: good. I think we mentioned him a few times in season one as like the exemplar of like, I want to draw a thing. So here's a story with a lot of that thing. And his thing was sea creatures, and just like Mm -hmm. ocean life.
0: So this is kind of I thought would be an interesting counterpoint to Witch Hat Atelier, which is cute witches.
2: Oh yeah, and then Witchcraft
0: Works, which is booby witches.
2: <laughs> three, three witch books in five episodes. First of all, up. Deb,
4: Deb just sold me on David's being the f- number one pick. Awesome. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> all right, okay. These are all these are all interesting. I, I'm I'm actually going to put Deb's first. Because both David and Chris actually sold me on it as well by talking about how great of an artist they are. Yeah. <laughs> but I do really love the short stories. And I'm going to put Witchcraft Works second because boob witch. It works. But also, <laughs> David knows how to sell a thing to me. Phoenix. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Chris, I'm only putting you last because you have dared to go to the comment section to ask (laughs) for recommendations, (laughs) which means if I don't like this, I'll be directly attacking (laughs) our audience instead of just inadvertently attacking the way I have been this whole time. And that's just really mean.
2: (laughs) You're going to like all four. You're just going to like more of them better. Mm. and So you're more picking a favorite of the audience rather than casting an incident. Making (laughs) three people mad instead of one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think, our, I, I think our listeners have gotten used to this. I mean, if they haven't gotten over Full Metal Alchemist and Yotsuba, what are we gonna do?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I thank you for getting a little book about <laughs> win. I'll sparkle that out
4: too. <laughs> yeah, please do.
0: We have a complicated history, but I think people know what to expect from us now.
2: <laughs>
0: Just saying.
2: So just to clarify, then, after this episode coming up in the next few weeks, next week is Massive by various artists. Then all rounder Megaru, My Hero Academia, Witch Hat Atelier, Moonlight Mile, the Japanese book we're, we're reading. And if you're listening to this now, we're actually going to have a little note on the front page of the Mongosplaining.com website that links to the chapters on Pixie. The, the episode, the the stuff that you can read ahead with David's pick as well as the four picks that I've done today that you can read all of these for free online legally, which is very nice. So Moonlight Mile and then Witches by Daisuke Garashi, Witchcraft Works, and then the four first chapter special. So that takes us to episode 75, which is very exciting. So
1: what's so,
4: episode uh, yeah. 69?
2: <laughs> <laughs> All-rounder <are> Megaroo <laughs> because Chip is uh punk.
4: Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I messed that up. Didn't I? <laughs>
2: you really did.
0: <laughs> I'm going to just say.
2: Just out of pure
0: spite, too.
2: Read just the spite. very
0: last chapter of All Rounder Meguru, and you'll see why it deserves to be called Episode 69. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you more because it is.
1: It's, All right. I'll buy it, it today.
0: It's, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is so amazing. Let's <laughs> just say that this is the type of talk that girls have that you don't want to know that girls have.
4: No.
2: Fantastic. Oh. Actually, I kind of, now I kind of want to get up to the episode last chapter of All Rounder. Just makes release, it sounds right? like the entire
1: last chapter is about me secretly and everything wrong with me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Read it and get back to me on that one.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. That's, that will wrap up this week's muggusplay. It looks like season three is a really mixed bag and a fascinating set of books that will keep Chip and our listeners guessing. I think that's
4: what a a mixed bag. Three witch books. (laughs) Three witch books.
0: (laughs) Oh, we'll find another theme. We could all
1: get boob books. That would be very easy. (laughs) uh, There'd be so. Oh, in
4: manga? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Manga explaining boob month.
0: (laughs) We did all the dick books, so maybe you have to do boob books next. That
4: is true.
1: That's (laughs) true. Kind of a don't throw me into that briar patch situation.
0: (laughs) Anyway,
2: are we doing uh, shoutouts this week or no? Because if not, I want to shout out Our Colors by Tagame. Let's do it. Because I got sent a copy. I so we're doing Massive next week, big gay manga anthology, mm-hmm. and Tagame's is, is is you know central to that book. But he's got a new book coming out from Pantheon, like for Pride Month, which it is right now while we're recording, called Our Colors, and it is a sweet coming of age book. And I was really, I was like so tempted to pick it this week, but I kind of promised the fans. I see what you're saying. I promised the fans I'd pick the, you know, from the first four first chapters this episode. Our Colors is probably one I'm going to pick in the future. I just got a copy this week. Pantheon sent one went to me. So I guess this is technically sponsored, but I'm really excited about it. Read the first chapter and it's very, very good. So my shout out is, is Tagame's Our Colors from Pantheon, which is, I think, available any day now, maybe even. Well, sorry. Definitely by the time this episode goes live.
4: I like that Chris was screwed over by his own actual fan service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You, you live and die by the fan service. Every mangaka knows yeah, that. definitely
4: a lesson in there.
0: Chip, do you have a shut up?
4: It's funny. Um, uh, when we were talking about romance uh, stories, I was reminded of my probably aforementioned love of soap operas because my mom emailed me this week. And I'm just going to read it. The subject line is, Ray Leota died today at 67. <laughs> and the subject or the body of it says, I remember when his character died on another world. You were a toddler and watched as I cried when he died. When dad came home from work that day, that was the first thing you told him. Joey died. Joey died. Dad was trying to figure out how I know Joey. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, her follow-up was, uh, Dad was very mad at me. (laughs)
0: I love your parents' stories because they're just fascinating. <laughs> Mine are just dysfunctional, so I just love your stories.
4: <laughs> uh, it's just funny. Just Apparently, I was just devastated. I was like five years old, just running and screaming to my dad, Joey's dead, Joey's dead. I didn't even know it was Ray Liotta until my mom emailed me.
1: Shout out to Ray Liotta. Shout
4: out right. to Ray Liotta. Legend.
1: David, yeah. what about you? My shout out is... Hopefully not awkward. The United Workers with Seven C's, They're underscore UW7S on Twitter. Staff members of the Seven C's, publisher, who we featured a lot, they did like Blue Giant, stuff like that, are mm-hmm. unionizing. And I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. People sort of taking control of their destiny in a way, like talking yeah. about what yeah. they need, what they like. Yeah, I just wanted to say hello and welcome to the party, I guess, is what it comes down to.
4: <laughs> yeah. Do you know, is there a connection between them and the image union? Like, how does that work? There's not, but I think
1: that, like, as a result of, like, how unions work, they they all tend to support each other. Yeah. You know, like a rising tide lifts all boats kind of a thing. Yeah, that's cool. But they have all their info on their Twitter, and they've got their website. And they have a hashtag called isekai is possible, which is incredible marketing. <laughs> oh, explain. Isekai are another world stories like pink connect at yankee and king arthur's court but more lewd so it's like right. oh i died you know as a 40 something office worker but now i'm like the super hot princess dictator of this like feudal monarchy kind of a thing
3: <laughs> okay yeah
1: <laughs> wildly popular genre tons yeah. of different like flips and things and isekai impossible is basically a better world as possible yeah so it's like a little bit
2: yeah, we'll throw all the uh, links and whatnot in the show notes. Yeah, to the union. We wish them the best of luck yeah. with their upcoming negotiations. It's going to be going to be a fascinating one to watch for the industry for sure. Yeah,
4: yeah. it's going to be hard because manga just doesn't pull in a lot of money these days, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> floundering. It's
1: amazing yeah. anybody <laughs> wants to work in it at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I will say that, you know, like I've read the comments and I have, like you, David, I have a lot lot of friends who work with or work at Seven Seas. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had some people say, like, don't, why are you featuring Seven Seas books? And, you know, like Blue Giant is one I picked and Witches, the other one I just picked tonight, is is a Seven Seas book. And I stand by those picks because I think Mm -hmm. those are books that deserve attention, regardless Mm -hmm. of what's happening in the world. I don't want to not feature them. I think they're an example of what Seven Cs is, you know, like putting their money where their mouth is as far as like picking up books that are maybe a little bit outside of the sure bets, but picking books yeah, that are yeah. artistically interesting and have something to say. So some people may disagree with my take on this, but I, I think I support what they're doing, but I don't want to do it at the expense of not giving great books attention that it deserves to have.
1: And I think they said similar on Twitter too, that the goal is not a boycott because like everyone in manga who works in manga does it because they love it is mm-hmm. the cliche mm-hmm. or whatever. It's true, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they're saying like, don't stop buying stuff. Just, you know, tell their bosses like, Hey, we really appreciate the people who work on these books and can you please give them a hand?
4: Yeah. It'd be a different situation if, you know, it's down the road and they're on strike. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. But the, like at this stage between the company and a union forming, like, yeah, yeah, like those people are still working there and mm-hmm. rely on the job. So yeah.
0: Well, I think that's a good way to address that issue. We'll see, because we do record fairly far in advance. And so who knows what will actually be? Yeah, who knows what's what happen. will happen within <laughs> yeah. the next four to five weeks between the time we record and when we actually release it. So
1: we might find out about the evil manga explaining
0: bump. Yeah. <laughs> great. We live in interesting times. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. yeah show
2: notes are usually up to date that's
0: something that's true that's something. yeah there you go clear <laughs> up the moment yes <laughs>
4: Mongus planning regrets the error mongus planning <laughs> regrets the error
0: <laughs> i guess my my pick is my pick is the one that I mentioned earlier, which is the untouchable midori kun Yeah. Mm-hmm. about a girl who is a porn star meeting her childhood friend who is now a pop idol and that Let's just say it's a it's an awkward little romantic comedy that makes fun of shoujo manga while also introducing awkward sex moments. I like <laughs> it a awkward lot. Sex. <laughs> great. Yeah, great. And the first chapter is available for free. I actually just looked it up.
2: I was going to maybe make that the fourth pick instead of one of the other <laughs> <laughs> reader picks, listener picks. And I was like, no, we've, we've already stolen one of their picks and given it to Jocelyn, who didn't even ask. So <laughs> let's do that. But that sounds like a fun sounds like a fun book. We'll link that in the show notes, obviously, as well.
0: Well, it looks like we got through another manga-splaining. It was a fun ride. Thank you for coming along with me on my little... I'm going to shove shoujo down your throat whether you like it or not. (laughs) Thank you for being good sports. (laughs) Is
4: that a threat or a promise?
0: Ooh, it's both. (laughs) All right. Stay tuned for more. We'll be back with even more manga-splaining next week. This has been manga explaining Episode 67, In the Clear Moonlit Dusk by Mika Yamamori. Thanks for listening. For our next episode, we'll be reading Massive, Gay Erotic Manga and the Men Who Make It, featuring manga by Gengoro Tagame, Jiraiya, and more, published by Fantagraphics. Want to pick up a copy? Please consider supporting your local comic book and manga specialty shop. Find one near you at comicshoplocator.com or check out your local library for print and digital lending options. You can also follow along with our complete reading list at MangaSplaining.com. And don't forget to check out our newsletter and our publishing endeavor at MangaSplainingExtra.com. Thanks to DADS for their musical accompaniment for this episode.
6: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.